Bye. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, well, hello and thanks for coming, UK. My name is Seth. What's yours? Hello, Jamal is here. Hi, it's Stony. Hey everyone, welcome back, back, back again to full coverage of Drag Race UK season two. We're back across the pond. Yes, not down under, but across the pond. <laughs> yeah, who's excited to hear RuPaul say things like, oh, crikey. Oh, goodness. You know, all of that cheesy kind of comedy like Ru loves, you know, we're going to get so much of that. Oh, sh- sh- shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bimini on the bobby. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Crocodile hunter stuff for sure. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. There's going to be a crocodile challenge. I'm foreseeing khaki shorts, but make it drag. I want to see um, an all green challenge for crocodiles <laughs> and just watch Michelle shit her pants. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely going to get... Um, <laughs> there's going to be a challenge with the kangaroo where they have to fight the kangaroo. Oh, no. <laughs> Ooh, last man standing. I like that. <laughs> That'll be called if you're not wearing nails, you're not doing drag challenge. Kangaroos yeah. have fierce nails. Yeah. Ouch. Yes, girl. So into some more serious news, <laughs> there have been allegations of assault coming out against the queens this week. And I just don't get it. It's some dark stuff um, coming up. We don't want to be Debbie Downers or anything, but this is a huge part of the queer community. And we need to acknowledge the um, bad behavior when it happens. We need to look at how we can make these situations not happen. And, um, you know, there's so many victims out there. I just feel bad whenever something like this pops up. And it sucks when it's part of a show you really enjoy but hey there's just some bad humans out there yeah definitely not good i so i haven't actually been following it very closely so like i don't know like just kind of what you've mentioned in the past so what kind of allegations are there well um it just came out against a horror Mm-hmm. And um, there was an uh, 18, well, at the time, 18 year old boy working at the clubs, you know, tr- passing out flyers, trying to get people to come in, looking, you know, young and cute, I guess. And I guess he says that Ahura, like, a few times, like, forcibly, like, made out with him against his will. Mm. Um,. And one of the times, I guess she's wearing a lot of rings and like scratched up his face pretty good too. Yeah. Yikes. You got to ask permission before you put hands on people. And then today, Seth showed uh, me a clip of um, a person named Kevin on Instagram who came out after years of holding it in of um, assault from alleged assault from Soju. Yeah, that was. Ooh even more disturbing because it like well started when the uh when the uh victim was under age yes they were 17 when the relationship started yeah and so that part's disturbing the descriptions of what soju did to this person is also disturbing and i don't know i just don't really want to support soju anymore at all I'm yeah. kind of like on the fence about a horror. I just don't know about that one. Like it wasn't cool to do that, but it was right. I don't know. I don't want to justify it because I don't want to invalidate their feelings. Right, right. And um, I mean, it's just it's hard. And I feel the exact same way about Soju. It's just a lot of dark, manipulative stuff going on. Just making the person kind of feel guilty enough to perform actions or were forced to perform actions and these stories are developing so um, we're going to keep an eye on them of course and um, know that our hearts are with the victims and anyone who has been with this um, we should have put a trigger warning so so sorry if any of you um, have been negatively impacted by the small chat but stay strong drag race friends and call out the bullshit we need to keep these predators away 
Yeah, because I mean, that was part of the reason for talking about it. It's not like a fun subject to talk about. I totally understand. And it's not a fun subject for you to listen to either. But unfortunately, it happens. It's seeming to happen a lot more lately. So I feel like maybe if we just talk about it and we don't let these people just get away with their actions, then the queens will think twice before perpetrating these crimes, alleged crimes. That's right. We love accountability. Yes, we do. All right. Let's go ahead and get into Drag Race episode two of the UK. I'm ready to have fun. (laughs) I'm ready for a taste. A taste or a taste? Taste. A taste. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Honesty. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our Honest Tea Spill of the Week. We are, of course, back, back, back again to bring you all the coverage of RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 2, Episode 2, Fancy a Slice. Yes, please. I love when the seasons start to take off because now we're seeing more of the Queen's energy, more of their looks. We're starting to see them vibe with each other more as a cast. Yes, like this episode was so fun. We're starting to see like some of the queens kind of show like what their style is. Like I was so surprised by, well, once we get to the runway, I'll say more, but I was surprised by some of the looks from the queens. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, girl. So at the top of the show, Joe Black has sashayed away and the entire world was shook. Yeah, everyone online was saying Joe got robbed. Yeah, we're still shooketh over here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, you know, back in the workroom after Joe's elimination, Ahura is called out on her shadiness towards Estina Mandela. And, you know, she tell Ahura tells Estina that wearing a ASOS jacket is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's disgusting, Ahura? Your opinion. Keep it, sis. She has, like, such awful things to say every time she's in the talking heads. I know. Girl. And I'm like, girl, she won. At the end of the day, that outfit slayed. She was serving a vibe. This is, like... You know, this is a whole mood, what Astina was serving, and clearly the judges got it. Yeah, I was just so annoyed. Ahura just annoys me in general, so. <laughs> like, it's I have such a love-hate relationship with Ahura, first of all, because of the news we found out, but second of mm-hmm. all, because she is, like, such the villain of this season, but also there is something about her that's entertaining, so I'm just like, ugh, like, this is, is such an inner struggle for myself. <laughs> I mean, it's just like watching live gay mean girls. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is Regina George. She just doesn't have a Karen or Gretchen. Right. It's like, raise your hand if you've been victimized by a horror. <laughs> exactly. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. So, um, it's the next day in the workroom, and Ahura is channeling her inner Coco Montrese. Uh, girl, <laughs> look how orange you look. <laughs> she was bright, huh? Yeah, too yeah. bright. Like, light bright. <laughs> she looked great. The best. One of the most best queen ever. Would never wear ASOS. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Vivian. Yeah. <laughs> so, for this week's mini challenge, the girls will be going to the polls and stuffing them in someone's ballot box. Ooh. We love stuffing a ballot box. Oh, whose ballot's getting stuffed? (laughs) (laughs) Insert Katia sound here. (laughs) Whose box is getting stuffed full, girl? (laughs) (laughs) If you want your box to be stuffed full, (laughs) press six now. Oh, God. (laughs) The box overflows. (laughs) Yes, girl. If you like a messy box, press seven. Oh, no. <laughs> if you want a dick in the box, press nine. Nine, nine, nine. <laughs> so, sounds like you need to press nine if you want to get straight to the point. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to fuck around. Just press nine. <laughs> 
So, uh, so the girls will be voting on four categories. Secretary of Shade. So this is the, the shady one. Mm-hmm. The winner is Ahura. Of course. <laughs> is the water wet? I don't know. This is shocking. <laughs> That's a direct quote. <laughs> She's like, I know I'm a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next we have Trade Minister. So this is the category for the trade. Ooh. And the winner of this category is Tace. Hey, Tace. Ooh. They I'm... seem surprised when they won. I know. I kind of want to see like the breakdown of this category specifically. Like who who yeah. voted for who? Yeah. I'd like to see that too. I want that the tea girl. Yeah. This is some BB shit right here. <laughs> <laughs> Next category is leader of lording it up which is for the person who is like really cocky. I thought that was a cute category. Yes. And the winner of this category is Lawrence Cheney. (laughs) (laughs) Lawrence does present very confident. Yeah. I was kind of surprised. Like I thought like they were going to give it to like Estina or something because they were talking about how she was cocky. That's what I thought too. I was actually kind of surprised because I guess Lawrence to me based off the first episode didn't Maybe in drag cocky, but like out of drag, not. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good read. Because I think like, oh, Lawrence is definitely, personality is out there. So maybe people misinterpreting, are misinterpreting it as something different. Definitely. And the last category is Baroness Basic for the queen (laughs) who is the most basic. Ouch. This was funny as well. The winner is (laughs) Vinegar Strokes. I mean, oh no. (laughs) Sorry, that was from last season. The Baroness basic, most basic of all is Tia Coffee. Oh, Miss Tia, you know, truth hurts. (laughs) You know what, though? I kind of like that Tia got it because Tia Coffee plays being basic so well. Yeah, (laughs) such a good sport about it. And I like Tia's drag, but I mean... It's not as like up there or let's say it's not as expensive as some of these queens, you know. Yeah. You better not say crafty girl. I was not gonna say crafty because in my opinion, like we've talked about this before on the show, like being a drag queen is not about buying the most prettiest, shiniest things. Yeah. But if you do, you will look better, so <laughs> Yes, that's true too. I mean it kind of like <laughs> made sense too because even like on the runway, as we'll get to later, like coffee's like they're like slamming her for her basic ass like red dress. Mercy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so because Tia Coffee was elected the most basic, she gets to assign the roles for the rusical. So jokes on them. I love when this happens. Yeah, where's, like, I don't know. I'm just like, where's her 5K, though? (laughs) Oh, that cash tip? Yeah, where's the cash tip? (laughs) Yeah, girl. (laughs) I guess it's a mini challenge. Well, she was a basic baron or whatever, so maybe, like, at least $500. Yeah. More like (laughs) a Starbucks gift card. Oh, not a gift card. She has to upgrade her basicness. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, so then the girls go to assign the roles for Rats, the Rusical, and the real conflict in assigning the roles here are between Veronica Green and Cherry Valentine. They are going head-to-head for the role of Evita. Uh, yeah, there's always that one part most of the girls want, whether they're trying to play it nice or not. And you could just tell that these two really wanted that opportunity. Yeah, I was very confused, like, because Veronica, she, they, like, made her, like, give an example of her singing. And it was, like, so not great. And I'm like, where, why would you not, like, give a serious, like, example of how good you can sing if you're, like, really trying to sell yourself? Yeah, no, I thought the same thing. I was kind of like, what was that? Yeah, they made it seem like it was like this spectacular thing that was happening. But I was like, girl, like, no. (laughs) Maybe Veronica's not good at being put on the spot. Maybe. I don't know, girl. We'll see how it goes the rest of the season. (laughs) Where's Davina DeCampo? (laughs) 
who else has 15 years of experience <laughs> <laughs> or whatever can sing in four octaves yeah uh, well turns out it's veronica green <laughs> ta-da so uh so then the girls go into singing rehearsal with michelle visage and her vocal coach because she needed to be coached so she could sh- coach the other girls i guess <laughs> i guess this is like a treat because we've heard michelle sing um what did we see we saw her live one time or we saw her at bots bots yeah it was the bots tour i was like what was the tour name but um, I thought that was funny Bots. as well. It's like, hey, Bots. here's my singing coach. But I mean, surely they were getting all the inside tea then, right? Double critiques. Yeah, I guess so. They really got read, didn't they, girl? <laughs> so uh, clearly some of the girls are not real great singers. That is, I suppose, to be accepted or uh, expected. Expected. <laughs> expected is the word. And a lot of it is nerves too. Like um, sometimes with these RuPaul's Drag Race challenges, and I'm a very in my head person, so um, I think most of the queens you do much better just going for it, even if you sound like a screeching cat. Yeah, like I don't know. I enjoyed the read um, by Michelle of Ahora, where <laughs> it was just like, oh, just because you're like wearing like your fancy pants and turtleneck. <laughs> You don't want to get into it, girl. What's going on here? (laughs) So um, then the girls go into choreography rehearsal. And Lawrence continues to feel uncomfortable in the challenge and eventually breaks down and starts to cry during rehearsal. And the girls comfort him and then uh, shit talk him later in the talking heads. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> taste she's like it's been two weeks you're already having a breakdown whatever they said <laughs> yeah and then sister sister's outburst which we'll get to later Jesus. oh my gosh totally uncalled for but poor Lawrence I mean this is just the case of the nerves and not wanting to mess up or definitely being out of your comfort zone that's huge and it impacts us all differently yeah, yeah big time it just yeah it always sucks when you're doing something and you just like it's like you know you're going to be bad at it. And then like if you're around people that are good at something, it's kind of like I would have a breakdown too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so then we walk into some sexual tension between Tace and Ahura, who seem to have sampled the goodie box already. <laughs> oh, they're flatmates all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, too much information. <laughs> like, they sampled the buffet girl. Mm. You could definitely feel the energy when they're exposing who they voted for. Yeah, I was a little bit surprised by this pairing because I personally don't think Ahura is so attractive. <laughs> yeah, I would, so... just, I would just not want anyone with that energy to be with Taste, but Taste yeah. can probably handle themselves. <laughs> Yeah, tastes probably like you little bitch bent over. <laughs> oh Very that energy happening, I hope. <laughs> it's like I'm just sh- you're gonna shut your mouth now, gal. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that. So not that I would know from experience or anything. So <laughs> Uh, so Sister Sister and Cherry get to talking about Cherry's past as a gypsy in Cherry's words. There's lots of toxic masculinity in the traveling community and Cherry is not totally comfortable saying that she's gay yet because, you know, she loves her family, but it's not very accepted in her group. Yeah, another one of those stories where um, one of the queens, it's just another person hiding their true selves. But, you know, it's not always safe to come out and it's not always like the right time. So it was, it was nice to hear Cherry kind of processing and sharing that. It can't be easy. Yeah, and it, may, it makes me sad for Cherry, especially knowing that she went home because I feel like it would have been so good to like see her kind of like grow some more and like get her drag out there. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely. don't know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, you know, definitely, you know, Cherry struggles with gender identity a little bit. Yeah. Perhaps. 
and you know just uh the gender or maybe i should say the gender binary perhaps more than gender identity yeah yeah Yeah. binary is better yes queen we got there in the end (laughs) (laughs) all right so let's talk about rats the rusical what did you think just in general this was interesting. The um, RuPaul's Drag Race team definitely knows how to put together a production. <laughs> yeah, this this was clearly like to parody the cat, the horrible cats movie, but because of COVID, like the reference is qu- not as fresh anymore. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. a good point. I mm-hmm. didn't even think about that because it would have coincided right with the release. Yeah, sort of. it would have been much closer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was not. That wasn't anywhere well, on my radar. It did a good job emulating how terrible that movie is. <laughs> yeah, it did. It was it was pretty realistic to the movie. I kind of broke it down into groups of performers. So yeah, the uh, let's talk first about Tace and Ellie. I thought that you know I saw Tace missed her first cue. And then by the end of the song, her and Ellie were basically running out of steam. Yeah, I felt like the energy just didn't get there with them, too. Maybe they weren't comfortable in the routine or they just weren't like feeling it. But you can definitely see something wasn't connecting. Yeah, and you could tell, too, like there was a lot of like just when Tace was performing, like Ellie would like just be standing there like in the back. Like I noticed a few times it's just like it definitely seemed just out of sync and like like they weren't really performing like correctly i guess and if you're supposed to be the hip-hop girls like come on like you have to be the other person's hype man have you ever seen like beyonce and jay-z on stage together beyonce is like the best hype man because mm-hmm. jay-z's singing for like 10 minutes straight and she's just over there like making sure you're all getting life from what he's saying <laughs> yeah girl like, they needed some more of that. Like, they needed to feed off of each other and have some fun with it. Yeah, big time. And there was, um, I felt like they never really got anywhere. Yeah. They never, they never really did anything too great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. So, next group we have are the Rat Pack. I, my personal opinion about the Rat Pack was that I thought they didn't do as bad as the judges made them out to be. The Rat Pack is the three. Is that yeah, what Lawrence and Cherry and Sister Sister. I actually, in the end, did not think that it was that bad either, especially getting this, um, the um, moment with Lawrence earlier where we're just like, oh, no, Queen, just get through it. Just get through it. <laughs> well, yeah, I thought so. I thought the same thing. I thought Cherry did fine. I did. I thought out of those three, Cherry did actually the best out of the three. I could tell like where Lawrence was kind of out of sync with the other two girls too. Yeah. There were uh, several times where, but like Lawrence kind of got out of sync and was doing different things. But, mm-hmm. and then sister, sister, I just thought was like kind of okay, but not as good as she, Cherry. She was just there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I <laughs> forgot about sister, sister. Yeah. I, cause Lawrence delivered the lines very strongly. I think maybe, uh, he was just trying to like remember the words or something. So then kind of like the choreography suffered a little bit. Yes. But it wasn't so bad that it was like Candy Muse in the other, <laughs> you know, in the, in the American season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It was just a little confusing. They were like, oh, yeah, Cherry was looking around like to see what everyone else was doing. And I was like, maybe that was just like her performance. Like, yeah, maybe I thought- that was just it looked like she was trying to engage with both of the people to, to on her side on both sides of her i did think that as well i was like maybe cherry was just working the stage yeah but i guess that wasn't in the script so <laughs> i don't know queen it's like they can only work with what they're given like that's sometimes why it's frustrating for me is like it's like what else were they supposed to do mm. like you know what i mean and there's already <laughs> so much going on you've got like however many girls on stage because that's where it's like we'll get to it but like um veronica green if say cherry had actually gotten veronica green's spot like it this challenge may have totally been different like cherry would have like stayed and like maybe even been in the top or whatever so it's just like i don't know yeah it's it's um this is a weird uh this was a weird analysis of this group from the judges a bit of a reach yeah Definitely. (laughs) 
Uh, so next we have Dysentery and whoever Ahura was playing. I forget the name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forget the name, too. Yeah. Dysentery and I something. But um, I thought that they did a good job. I felt like Ahura was wearing... Well, I, I noticed that Ahura was wearing Bimini's wig from last week's Hometown Look Challenge. Oh, I did not clock that. Interesting. Yes, that is one thing that I noticed, and I was like, hmm, peculiar. <laughs> yeah, from um, someone who's judging jackets based on where they're bought or whatever. Right, and she had to be lent a wig. She was not prepared. Not it's good. disgusting. so uh then we have evita and i forget the character estina played but i thought evita was perfect yeah veronica definitely showed their range this episode it's just performance wise like i thought that they stood out and were most comfortable on the stage yeah i definitely think veronica did good like she i mean like the whole scene was about her anyway so it was like obviously she's gonna steal the show but like she didn't do anything bad like and she's got a good voice the script it was like funny her parts in Mm -hmm. it so yeah i mean i thought she did really good yeah, and and Estina was also just kind of there too. Like she yeah. didn't do a bad job, but she didn't stand out at all. Like none of her, she didn't have her memorable moment at all. Yeah, definitely safe performance from Estina. I like that she was like the clean kind of prissy one, and that she wanted to push herself that way. But yeah, it was just kind of like, hey, girl, that was cute. Yeah. So next we have a Dame Judy Stench and Specimen One, who I thought were a great combo. <laughs> yes, I love this so much. <laughs> this is Jenny, right? And uh, this is Tia. Tia Coffee and Jenny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two. I mean, Jenny Lemon. She's they're just like this presence. Like they're funny. Uh, they were giving us bitchy vibes earlier, the part of the episode, but on stage, like you can tell this is a show you're going to enjoy and have a lot of fun at if you are, if you were to ever see Jenny Lemon in person and then Miss Tia. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that she served the way she did because it was just that one little moment and I was hoping it did not fall flat. Yeah. And I mean, Jenny playing like a dirty rat, like <laughs> under the bridge or whatever, <laughs> like it's basically perfect for Jenny because she's just so inappropriate. She's like the long haired rat too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think she could have done well as um, dysentery or the mm-hmm. that in that group of people. Totally. But uh, I thought that... In the end, for me, the top two were Tia and Veronica. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I would agree with that. I really enjoyed Tia. I remember Tia crawling off the stage, everything. Um, I liked their voice. Yeah. And Veronica really like took it there. I did really like uh, Bimini, though, a lot. Like, I thought she was, like, because she just has this, like, energy about her, like, to me, she like really outshone, uh, really outshined um, Ahura. Yeah, I would say so too. Totally, I do think that Ahura did better, like in the performance. But um, yeah, I think that that um, that uh, Bimini did a better job. Bimini's got more of that kind of sex rock and roll kind of feel. Yeah, like I was thinking back to season two of the rock and roll challenge of U.S. Drag Race. I'm like, that would have been like perfect for Bimini. <laughs> yeah it would have but um but yeah so that was rats the rusical live and uh we are about to get into the runway but before we do let's go ahead and take a short little break here and then we'll be right back hey everyone thanks for listening to our podcast so far thanks for coming Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks, or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here are some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us, tfcpod at gmail.com, and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our Honesty Spill of the Week, where we are back to discuss the runway looks. This week, category is 
Surprise, surprise. <laughs> we can't take off our garments. <laughs> I was um I was actually excited about this because I wanted to see what kind of stunts these queens were gonna pull. Yeah. It was there were definitely some queens that could pull off the stunts and then others maybe not so much. I don't Ooh. know. Yeah, I, I I just thought it was you know, with Ahora she went from groom to bride. But I just really think it was so hilarious. Whoever, whichever judge made the comment about her freeing the slaves, <laughs> that was RuPaul. Yeah. <laughs> I was like dying. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, free the slaves. <laughs> yeah. I was like, watch your back, Ahora. <laughs> yeah, I don't go to any theaters anytime soon. No, because of COVID and guns. <laughs> Next up, we had Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence, I thought that in the end, well, this whole look was pretty to me. I like the blue. I like a nice sparkling royal, kind of borderline navyish blue that blend. Yeah. But the reveal was kind of simple, yes. But um, the garment, I thought it was pretty. I thought yeah. it was good. I love the like fake out that Lawrence did. Like, oh, uh, oh, that nope, was cute. not a tearaway panty. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence talking heads just take me out. Lawrence is perfect in every way. And <laughs> I just I just won't change my mind. This is a Lawrence Cheney Stan account. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but also like even I love as much as I love a slow reveal, I was like, girl, let's speed this shit up. <laughs> yeah, I did feel like we got stuck for a moment there. Yeah, big time. Uh sp- Speaking of interesting reveals, we have Ginny Lemon. <laughs> I don't know how I felt about this one. And we I all know, know how I feel about cakes. Well, with Ginny's, I thought it was a fun idea to have like the butt exposed at the end because it's just funny. But I like the fact that her surprise was the same. She was like, surprise, same dress. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, but it, it was... there wasn't enough. Enough <laughs> didn't happen to like have it still be funny like maybe she could have done that and then it falls into like a longer version of the dress or something but yeah what the yeah maybe that would have been yeah better. i don't know it should have at least been like a different color or something i don't know because it just made it like it was funny it just didn't seem like it was much of a surprise i think more detailed of the of the surprise should have been like her butt just like we probably should have skipped the like dress reveal yeah like maybe she could have just turned around or something. Yeah, because then like she turns around and they're like, "Oh my gosh, that's a surprise!" I don't know, but um, also, how do we feel about her wearing uh, yellow stockings and her high heel or her, her what, are, what are they called? High platform heel? Crocs. Crocs. Platform Crocs. I've never seen those before. Holy shit! I think hell has frozen over. Yeah, I don't know girl. how I felt about Jenny those. Is such a fashion icon. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like girl wear something besides crocs please i'm yeah. gonna have to watch um fashion photo review and see what they're <laughs> saying about the crocs raven is going to not have great things to say this might make raven break out yeah <laughs> uh next we have cherry valentine from baby back into her mom's stomach now i thought this was a fun idea i like the first look it was huge but it's like drag like it's a little too much and you're on the main stage of rupaul's drag race i like that the idea was a gender reveal and um the balloon when that popped it was just like rainbow confetti i thought that was really cute except her wig um, it kind of looked like maybe chris jenner was pregnant again but that's fine. Chris Jenner can have a kid if she I mean, wants. She's had like eight Kardashians, right? You know, she probably yeah. wants more. Yeah, I mean, I think the only negative part about this look would be the wig. But even then, like, this is not any worse than like every kitty cat wig that Monet wore. <laughs> so, right, right. I don't know. I don't understand why they were so harsh on Cherry this week. I personally enjoyed this look. And it really went along with her story that we heard earlier in the episode about her struggles with the gender binary. So then, you know, um, I personally, I was waiting for her to set the stage on fire, but instead, (laughs) uh, you know, the balloon popped and there was no red or pink. So that kind of is more of a statement on gender as well. I, I agree. I thought it was so 
like brilliant like to have you know the gender reveal and it just be like rainbow colors mm-hmm. yeah like, I, I just thought it was so cool but yeah maybe the judges were disappointed because she just didn't burn the whole fucking place down yeah. you know i thought they were <laughs> yeah way too hard on them i agree clearly not a gender reveal the stage is not burned down um so next we have tia coffee we go from uh muscle femme to (laughs) cha-cha princess (laughs) (laughs) yes we love an emoji girl i know like that's what i was thinking too like she's trying to be the emoji but (laughs) i don't know i actually kind of like i don't know there's something about tea coffee that just cracks me up because she's literally wearing the shitty red dress and like doing the macarena yeah like like, woohoo i'm here it's like but it's like cute so i don't know girl she didn't she could have made okay i love tia i love tia but we just needed more here we needed more than just a simple tear away. Oh, I was actually wearing like an oversized shoulder diaper thingamajig and to re- reveal the dress. I did not think the dress was bad. I just don't think it was maybe like big enough, like not volume wise or size wise, but we could have done it up a little more, made it a little more shinier. Even the wig, like make the wig stand up like a little higher, make yourself look like a madam maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I'm I am a little bit biased, and I will admit that because I do love Tia Coffee so much. But mm-hmm. I I don't know. I don't think this outfit was nearly as as bad as Michelle was pointing it out to be. So I didn't think it was like terrible by any means. I just thought it was maybe like safe for sure. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I I enjoyed though when Michelle called her out, and she just like <laughs> <laughs> she just like doing like showing off her dress like it's stunning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, next, we have a pretty spectacular look from Ellie Diamond. Not only as two looks, but surprise, surprise, she's coming as the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, and the Cowardly Lion. I thought this was a cute idea. Um, way to pay attention to detail. This is RuPaul's favorite movie. And I thought all the looks were very cute. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's a really, like, cool concept obviously but like i just thought all the costumes were like done really well i thought the even you know the the reveals were like unique and fun like that one she like twisted around like three times or whatever oh (laughs) yeah gonna go flying off the stage (laughs) and there she goes (laughs) lions and tigers and bears oh my there she goes (laughs) and i also liked when alan carr was like lion bitch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that was good <laughs> their jokes um, are on their jokes are on that episode yes so then we have another pretty lackluster surprise from estina mandel uh, <laughs> oh, who shit. went from a hooded creature to mortal Kombat. <laughs> i liked this but maybe it was just because of the gaming aspect of it I thought it was like, it was definitely like I was into it, but I feel like the judges are going to get on Astina pretty soon for relying on their body. I think the surprise was more of the mouthpiece though. Yeah. Cause she was like wearing like a cape, right? And then, or just basically something covering it up. So I get like what you're saying. It's certainly not much of a surprise. Like I'm just removing this thing to show yeah. what I'm like really wearing. So I guess that part of it like not good but i like the overall look i guess but if we can't tell what the surprise is is it really like a surprise well that's what i'm thinking like that's probably why the mouthpiece was more of the surprise because it was like this gnarly grotesque mouth i feel like she should have just came out there like fucking trinity just like wearing a fucking trash bag you know like coughing on people yeah (laughs) Yeah, you know, and it's like surprise. Like instead, like it just blended too much. Like her surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like Miss Abby. Oh my God, wants her outfit back. <laughs> Astina wore it better. Uh, fatality, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have sister, sister, uh, in some horrible floral dress, which goes into this like uh, rocker punk chick that ends up being bald like wig snatched 
<laughs> that that moo moo. Like <clears throat> maybe maybe I can go tend to my garden in that moo moo. Yeah, possibly. I mean <laughs> like I would <laughs> I would use it for nothing more than to keep the fucking mosquitoes off of me. I did not like that. Um I like that the reveal was so contrasting though. I'll give them that. Yes. Yeah, I will give them that. That's pretty much. I mean, I thought the like dominatrix thing was fun, but yeah, like the dress was just not as fun, I guess. I don't know. I yeah. Another one that I'm very confused about is Veronica Green. What did you think? <laughs> Wait, really? I actually really enjoyed this. This um, Stoney actually called it out because my ass could not think of the movie title, but it's, this was very like Stepford Wives. So because you, if you haven't seen Stepford Wives, um, spoiler alert, but slash it's been forever. So go watch it. Um, the wives were basically being programmed to just do the husband's bidding. They were basically robots. So that's the vibe we got when we saw Veronica Green. I thought the wig looked weird, but then it all made sense when the robot kind of came alive through the look. Yeah. And so I guess the reason I liked it was just the performance of it all. Like how she's like kind of tiptoeing down and like, you're like, what's wrong with her? And then as she like starts to like, she just like drops the cookies and then like completely malfunctions mm, and then short like, circuit. You know what I mean? Like I just thought it was really cool and a, a cool idea, I guess. I don't know. I guess just the, the part that kind of made me not so into the look was um, the fact that we had to see her birth coming out of the birth canal of that dress. Like <laughs> it was like, Oh, she's crowning. And now we can see her shoulders and oh look oh now she's out she's out now this is all part of the performance and look what happened because everyone else did what tearaways so she did a crawl away or something i don't know there was just (laughs) it was just too much work i was exhausted for her watching her come out of that dress (laughs) seth is not feeling it well yeah but like this i like the robot look only yeah and they made that yeah I mean, it was it was fun. Like, just I think the gag of it all for me is kind of how I felt about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'm tired of talking about it. Uh, another thing I really liked about it. <laughs> no. Next look is Taze, who goes from a red outfit to slightly less red outfit <laughs> to a slightly more revealing red outfit and then bleeds red blood all over her red outfit. <sighs> <sighs> Taste, you know. I thought in the end the face with the random blood splatters or whatever was fierce up close, but this outfit I think that we could have thought a little a little bigger. For this challenge taste sorry yeah and the problem with like the surprise challenge is i feel like where the queens go wrong is like when you your surprise is basically the same thing you're wearing <laughs> yeah, yeah like this oh, come on like this is the moment <laughs> to be like the sexy nurse if you want to be a sexy fucking nurse or doctor on rupaul's drag race and then oh no i have a rare disease so i'm bleeding out of my mouth oh that makes sense yeah, I mean, my my favorite part about this outfit was how extra Michelle was being about the blood coming out of her mouth. <laughs> I was yeah. like, Michelle. She was Michelle triggered. Was like, oh my God, ew. I'm like, Michelle, <laughs> calm down. She's like, you, I hate it. You've seen worse discharges, Michelle. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> and next we have Bimini oh, Bon Boulash, who went from having an outfit with balloons on it to having an outfit with pop <laughs> balloons on it. I was like, this is like the fucking like butterfly gate all over again. <laughs> <laughs> this is some clown shit, girl. Like, bitch, how did you think it was? <laughs> I can see Mr. Rogers putting on the clown face as she's doing it. <laughs> yeah, for real. I was like, boo-boo the fool, get off the stage. Like, sh- it must have been different when they tested this look because how did you think that paint was going to splatter like it's not going to splatter <laughs> up all the weight of the paint is at the bottom of the fucking balloon yeah and then there and wasn't was, even that much paint in there so like right and it was a corset <laughs> i thought the wig was cool i was like oh this is interesting 
But then it was just like a corset with doilies on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was trying to figure out what the fuck was even like. Like, what was that? Yeah. How the fuck did Bimini knock in the bottom? <laughs> I, I'm i telling you, like, Cherry was robbed because Bimini should have been in the bottom again. I like Bimini, but this look, girl, nuh-uh. nuh-uh. Yeah. The only thing that kept Ellie out of the bottom was the fact that she did three-in-one Wizard of Oz looks. Yeah, that's true. Because those were kind of like basic dresses, but I still thought that those yeah. were cute at least. Yes, girl. So those were the, <laughs> the runway looks. Mercy. Uh, in Untucked, Sister Sister is out of pocket attacking Lawrence, <laughs> saying how shit. hard it was to work with Lawrence. I'm like, Lawrence was in the bottom and you were safe. So this is real weird. Chelsea. Chelsea. Oh, my gosh. That's the blue that's making me think of Chelsea. Um <laughs> Sister, sister was way out of pocket. That's absolutely correct. Girl, no one's asking you for your opinion. Like, Lawrence is having a human moment. If you're feeling shitty about losing five minutes of practice time, like, you deal with that. Like, that was just so rude. And it's just like, bitchy. It's like, oh, you're mad. You're safe, aren't you, bitch? You're so mad. You are pressed. Well, and it was just like, yeah, it was like, sister, sister's not even in the bottom. Like, I could maybe understand sister sister like you know getting mad and like taking her anger out on someone if she was like potentially going home but it was like bitch you're safe right and like i don't know like sister sister to me like is one of the more annoying contestants on this season yeah (laughs) i like sister sister even less than hora (laughs) i think um we're seeing that sister sister just might be one of those bitchy gays i hate that i have to call her sister sister like it's just so many words to say hey sister we can just start calling her sis (laughs) (laughs) hey sis 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 um (laughs) sis squares Sister Sister should just be glad she didn't get eliminated <laughs> on the first episode like she should have been. So I don't want to really hear any more lip from her doll. Yeah, keep your thoughts to yourself if you can't be nice about it. <laughs> yeah. And then Veronica says that she often flies under the radar. You know, they kind of point that out. And that sometimes people forget she exists. She it she does feel kind of just like a smaller presence out of drag, but um maybe we're gonna get to see her open up more on the show. Like maybe she just has to warm up to people before they really see the um, you know, bubblier side, or maybe they're just not a bubblier person. Yeah, like I don't know, apparently like Rue loves her now, so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they I seem mean, nice though. I mean Cameron Michaels didn't talk on her season, so what's the issue here? <laughs> <laughs> and Cameron Michaels also didn't talk to Vanjie when they were dating on the Vegas show for two out the two hours they were dating. Yeah, yeah. And Vanjie was like, "You're boring." Yeah. Bye. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Veronica wins the challenge this week. I think that was you know deserved. Could have been Tia maybe, but Veronica had a better uh, maybe a better runway look. So maybe that's what it was. Yes, I think that's absolutely correct. Um, so then Tace and Cherry are at the bottom, too. And um, what amazing bop do they get to lip sync to? <laughs> the song Memory from Cats. <laughs> you know, I was waiting for the drag, like, house beats to just drop. Like, <laughs> we're going to be in the club any moment. But that did not happen. Yeah, I... where's the mega mix, girl? <laughs> That's it, the mega mix. The now volume 78 whatever the hell they would be on now (laughs) um but you know i appreciated this it was different we got to maybe see some of the acting chops i did like how both of the queens were serving it i was into taste a little bit more i thought she used the stage a little better and really told a story kind of yeah i think so too i think I felt like Tace kind of just did a better job overall like with the performance i didn't think sherry was bad but Tace just brought it more cherry yeah. should not have been in the bottom no cherry was robbed and see i think this just shows the talent on this season to be honest because mm. 
every time someone gets eliminated, it's like, but they were so good. Like, how could they be eliminated? Like, that's just a testament to how like good the talent is on this UK season. Yeah, that's a solid point. Um, so yeah, Sherry Valentine sashays away. Taste gets to fight another day. And I just enjoyed RuPaul's little haiku. Roses are red, violets are blue. You are Cherry Valentine and we love you. I thought that was cute. But on a petty note, I'm going to need some of you other queens to um, step your pussies up. Bimini, um, Lawrence, um, because some of y'all are getting passes. Yeah, there are there's some tomfoolery going on. I definitely I definitely think Lawrence did get a little bit of a pass this week. Just in like, I'm not saying Lawrence should have went home, but like, I do think probably Rue was just like, Oh, I like Lawrence and Lawrence is funny. So Mm -hmm. you're definitely safe. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, you know, I have to say that I did find, um, I found a clip clip of a couple of the outtakes from the haiku. And so I just thought (laughs) I'd read those as well. (laughs) Um, so the, the other two that I heard were roses are red, violets are blue. You are cherry Valentine and your time here is through. (laughs) 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 So that was one I saw. And then the other one, uh, that is definitely really petty is roses are red, violets are blue. You are cherry Valentine. Go home. Fuck you. That one, I I think I think Rue was on one when she came up with that line. That was real rude. That was real rude. Yes, I don't know what I don't know where those came from. But my wig was just snatched. I don't know if you heard that. That was after she didn't burn down the stage during the yeah. gender reveal. <laughs> so that was fun. <laughs> Stoney, why don't you update us on the Fantasy League? What's going on with the points, girl? Yeah, so this week, um, so just so you know, on the mini challenge, I gave everybody who was voted for something uh, points. Ooh, cute. So um, after two full episodes, um, I'm in last place with 50 points. Oh. oh. Seth is in second place with 55. Oh. <laughs> And Jamal's in first with 60 points. <gasps> oh, no. This is close, girl. Y'all are coming for my crown. Yes. You better watch out. Ah. Yes. Yeah. I'm like my team, though. <laughs> remember, <laughs> remember, listeners, if you go to our link tree or thanksforcomingpodcast.com, you can access all the score updates. Feel free to copy and paste the um content and follow along with your um queens that you selected before the season yes and if you want to hear more from us you know i have another podcast trouble trouble and my special guest on the last episode of season one it was was stony so you can come listen to us talk about lady gaga's album the fame monster and bjork's homogenic if you want Two really solid albums, listeners. I listened to the episode today, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. He's contractually obligated to say that, though, so... Yep. Where's my payment? Yeah. I'll give it... you later. <laughs> <laughs> I give it eight Lawrence Cheneys out of eight Lawrence Cheneys. <laughs> yes. Best ever. <laughs> All right, you guys, thank you so much for coming to another fun week at Thanks for Coming. We are so excited to be covering the season. We'll be back, of course, tomorrow with the season 13 episode. Fingers crossed, somebody goes home. That's right. The girls will all be meeting, so stay tuned. Yes, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave reviews. We'll be back next week. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Bye, success. Roses are red, violets are blue. You're Lawrence Cheney, and we love you. Ah. Uh. <laughs>